have your Bibles tonight. Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians chapter 5. Now the first first four chapters and first half of chapter 5, really two-thirds of chapter 5, have been about Christian living um, one to another. Uh, You'll notice he says in verse number uh, chapter 5, verse 2, walk in love as Christ hath loved us. You'll notice in chapter 5, verse 9, verse number 8, for you were sometimes darkness, but now you're light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. What he's trying to get us to understand is that I'm trying to explain to you, I'm in prison. I can't get out for the cause of Christ. I'm soon to be martyred. It looks like I'm going to give my life for the gospel. And so before I depart, I want to help you as Ephesians. Now, Ephesians, Philippians, and Colossians, these were churches that were existing at the time. And Paul wrote letters to each one of them to try to help them. And he uses broad terms, but makes it specific for daily living. And so that's when he said, look, how you walk makes a difference. How you walk is important to Christ. Notice in verse number, uh, in verse number 10, proving, well, this is chapter 5, verse 10, proving what is acceptable unto the Lord. Now, that's the standard all of us should honor. Everything that you do, every word that you speak, every thought that you think, every attitude that we have, all of our actions should be uh, to test and see if this is really acceptable to the Lord. Now, when he says proving, uh, this is that uh, word dokimos, which uh, I've said before is, was the, uh, the standard that was given uh, to uh, coin makers. They would have coin molds, and they would pour silver in the coins, in the, in the mold or gold in the moins, and they would trim it. And uh, it had to weigh a certain amount. So they would take that uh, that. Uh, uh, that silver piece or that gold piece, after they had done it, after they had poured it and, and, and they trimmed it off so it didn't have rough edges on it, and then they would put it on a scale and weigh it. And it, if it didn't weigh what it was supposed to weigh, a nickel was to be five cents of silver. Of course, that's the way we do it. Uh, or way it was done, it no longer is, is that way. <coughs> now we put, uh, because the weight of the, the coin was to be the actual value. <clears throat> it was to be an actual value of silver, what that coin was. Now it's not that way anymore. Uh, we have quarters that have copper in the middle. But if you will notice that on the more expensive coins, they have little rivets all the way around the edge of it. That's so people can't shave the coin. That's where it rich, that's what they came from. So if a person was an honest coin maker, he received the stamp of dokimos. He is trustworthy. He is honest. Okay? So he says, look, if you have a question about if something is right or not, is this acceptable to the Lord? Test it and see. Weigh it according to Scripture. Check it to see before you actually do it. Otherwise, you'll be a, a document, not approved, unapproved by God. 
So the first five chapters are about really being approved by God in the things that we do. And so you'll notice, he says, in verse number eight, for we were, you were sometimes darkness, but now you're light in the Lord. Walk as children of light, verse 10, proving what is acceptable unto the Lord. And notice verse 15, see that you walk circumspectly. You walk carefully like an acrobat. That word circumspectly is acrobat. So the idea is that you walk in such a way that you're careful the way you walk. You're testing it to see, Lord, is this according to your word? Like a coin, you would weigh it out according to Scripture to see if it's right. So you'll notice that our words are to be weighed out to make sure they're right. Uh, a word is not just... Uh, uh, something we just say because we feel like it. Oh, many times it is. And we're going to get into that tonight just briefly uh, between husbands and wives or between uh, brothers and sisters. But you'll notice he says in verse number 17, wherefore be ye not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. So God's will for everybody in this room is for you to walk in light. Now, Matthew 5, 16 says clearly, let your works, let your works glorify your Father which are in heaven, and they are the light. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. So the idea is that our walk would glorify the Lord. It would lift up the Lord. But if our words are not right or our tone is not right, how many have ever said something and, wow, that didn't come out right? Anybody ever had that happen? You said something that was a little too harsh. It was a little, <clears throat> it just didn't come out right. You say, hey, I'm sorry I didn't mean it that way. Well, that's what a Christian is supposed to do, understand what the will of the Lord is. You and I are to be an example to the world in our walk, our attitudes, our words. Now, Chapters 1, 2, and 3, there was a lot of doctrine in them. Take your Bible and turn it back to Ephesians 1, and notice, if you would, verse number, uh, Ephesians 1 and verse number 7, in whom we have received, we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sin according to the riches of his grace. So he's teaching that you're saved by the blood of Christ. Look at verse 13, in whom you also trusted after that you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom after that ye were sealed, were, were, you believed, you were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise. So what he's saying is that, uh, look, uh, the blood of Christ was shed for you and I. And once you put your faith and trust in Christ, his blood is applied to your debt of sin, and then you're born into God's family, and you're sealed by the Holy Spirit. He comes into our heart. And notice, if you would, Back over in chapter 5, you'll notice, if you would, in verse number 9, he says, For the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness and righteousness and truth. So when we're saved, the Holy Spirit comes to dwell in our heart. And he's always there. He never leaves us. We read a passage last week where it says, uh, you know, you know that you're saved by the Spirit being in your heart, 1 Corinthians. So the idea is that uh, if, in, in Romans chapter 8, if the Holy Spirit is not in your heart, then you're not truly saved. So the Holy Spirit comes to dwell in our heart, and then we live a certain way 
that allows the Holy Spirit to bring forth fruit in our lives. When you consistently think right, bring into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ, 2 Corinthians 10, 5. You begin to have a clean mind. When you begin to weigh each word that you say, now, we don't sit down and think every word, but the idea is that we monitor as we are talking to people, uh, are, my, are my words um, a blessing? Are my words encouraging? Let your speech be always with grace, seasoned with salt. You'll notice that uh, you and I don't have to speak like that, but if we're conscious of our speech, I want to make sure my speech is always gracious. It's always kind. It's always uplifting. And then over a period of time, the Holy Spirit can bring forth fruit in our lives and people say, there goes a good man. There goes a good lady. Because your speech, your attitude, the sweetness, the joy of your heart, you bring forth goodness. The Holy Spirit brings forth goodness out of your life. And you just think about good things that you do for somebody. Uh, somebody comes in to visit, hey, would you like to have my seat? Hey, would you like to use my Bible? If you see someone, maybe they didn't have a Bible with them. Would you like to use my Bible? I, I, I've got another one here. Uh, there's a goodness about you. Um, <clears throat> we have a gentleman in our church that um, he doesn't have a vehicle. Uh, and, and from time to time, he needs rides. And, and he'll call me and say, Pastor, can you bring me a ride to church? And I always want to have the attitude, and I have to say, again, I've got something to do tonight after church. I can't take you home tonight, uh, but I could next week. Um, I always want to be good to someone that asked me for something. Now, anytime somebody asks us something, sometimes it's convenient, sometimes it's not. You and I have to learn how far I'm going to go because I want to be good to people. Now, a Christian is to be sacrificial. If, if someone has to pay a little bit extra price, let it be me. Now, that spirit of the Christian walk is to be brought over in every relationship. Now, notice, if you would, Ephesians chapter 5. Notice, if you would, in verse 21, <clears throat> submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God. Now, what that means is, very clearly, he's setting the stage. He says, look, he said, all of you submit yourselves one to the other. <clears throat> I, I've told you the story. We, we had an elderly lady in our church when I first came. And uh, you don't see any plates on the side of these pews. And they wanted to make sure that they got their pews. They didn't have a lot of money. So he said, how many of you buy a pew? Uh, how many of you have, how many have you ever heard of that? You buy your pew, okay? So you buy a pew, and so they do. They come here and put a little plaque on it and say, uh, Dave Pittman brought this pack, <clears throat> brought this pew. And so it's an easy way if this pew costs $1,000, and let's see, it's about $1,000, $1,500 per pew. Um, so all of a sudden, I could say, uh, uh, let's say Brother, Brother Eddie Moore, <clears throat> uh, he's got his name on a pew. And so... Uh, this lady, her pew was right here, second row. Now, 
I never once thought about that being a bad thing. Until a visitor came in and sat down in this pew. <clears throat> now, this lady was 80 years old. I'll never forget her name. She had a cane. Now, that gave her first choice anywhere she walked anyway. So she walked into the cane, and she walked up, and she looked at this visitor in her seat. Click, click, click. Tapped her, her cane on the pew. Oh, yes, ma'am. Um, you're sitting in my pew. Oh, and she said, see, my name's on it. Now, let me just say this to you. She did pay for the pew. But is that the kind of thing that wins a person's heart? Wow, that's a sweet church. <laughs> no. But it's kind of her right. I don't think they thought about that. That, look, when you buy a pew, you can boot anybody out you want in that pew. I don't think they thought about that. I don't think that was the idea. The idea was let's all get our pews, and it'll just be an honor to you that that's your, that's your pew that you paid for, and you can bring your grandchildren and say, look, I, brought, I bought that pew. Uh, but they didn't mean for you to come in and say, uh, you need, that's my pew, get out of that pew. He didn't mean that at all. But again, he says, walk as children of light. Walk as people that you submit yourselves one to another. So what should have happened? She came up here and saw him sitting in her pew and says, hey, would you mind if I slipped over beside you? Uh, and, and he could say, oh, let me slide down. Okay? She could have said, would you mind sliding down? This is my pew. I'm going to sit there at the end. That would have been better than saying, hey, that's my pew. Let me have it back. But you and I have to understand there's certain levels, but a Christian with grace would always take the sacrifice. Oh, how, oh, you know, I'll sit over here. Never even bring it up. So keep in mind, he says to the church at Ephesus, submit one to another. Um, <clears throat> it's Sarah Turner's time to sing on Sunday night. And... Uh, 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 Scott, uh, he, he wanted to sing on Sunday night because he's got some family coming in, okay? Uh, plus, my children are singing in the choir, so I'd like to sing, uh, and, and my children are going to sing. And now, now, do you get what I'm saying? That doesn't feel right already. But, uh, Ms. Turner, can, would you switch with me? It, it, she ought to say, well, sure. And he ought to say, nothing. That's your chance. You sing, it doesn't matter. That's submitting one to another. And if she knows about it, she might go up to him and say, Brother Scott, would you like to sing tonight? Since your family said, if, if she knew about it. The idea is submit one to another. The ushers are coming in. And uh, uh, the head usher, Brother Nick, who's not here, he would say to somebody, okay, uh, let's see here. Uh, ushers on this side, uh, look, look, uh, uh, let me try to find one of the ushers. Who's one of the ushers here? Raise your hand if you're an usher. Okay, uh, Brother Nick, uh, Brother Vince is back here in the back. And Brother Nick comes up to the Vince and says, Brother, Brother Vince, would you, would you take that far pew over there, that, part, uh, that far aisle over there? And Brother Vince says, well, I could, but 
I'm already sitting here. It's just easier for me to sit right here. Um, that's not submitting ourselves one to another. And then if, Nick, if, Vince, if you know Vince, you know this would never happen. Sure, Nick, I'll do it. That would never happen. But some people it does, and he says, you know what you've done? You've just flipped the light switch. There's a bit of darkness in the room. Walk as children of light, submitting yourselves one to another. Now, I noticed up here um, that B had these bells. Now, okay, but, but I really want these big bells. I like I like that. And so here's Carrie Daly, and she's saying, okay, B, would you take the little bells? And B says, well, I like the big bells. Oh, okay. And so over here is, let's say this is, uh, who was over here? Oh, Lisa. Lisa, she says, well, I like big bells too. Come here. Let's find it out. You see, he says he's in prison. And he says, look, submit yourselves one to another. Um, I don't, I, I, I understand it. Did you know most of the ladies like to play on this piano? Does anybody know why? Something I didn't think about. Um, maybe there's two ladies going to play tonight. And maybe Carrie Daly's over here, and she's supposed to play on this, this piano. And over here on this side is, uh, let's see, it would be uh, Christina. And so Christina says, but I like the Bussendorfer. I want to I play over there. And all of a sudden, Carrie says, well, I do too. Let's flip for it. And they do, and Carrie loses. She says, okay, that's your piano. That would never happen. But you know what? It does happen. It does happen in our homes, between brothers and sisters, between husbands and wives between neighbors. And so he says, look, submitting yourselves one to another. What that means is, look, it may be my right to do this, but I give that up for you. It's not that important to me. It might be important. Now, you know why most people don't like to play on this piano? There are just some people don't like to play on this piano. Does anybody know why? I never thought about it. I think the coolest shot Okay, can you, can, uh, Chase, can you put it up here? <clears throat> okay, I think the coolest shot is for somebody to be up here like this playing. Okay, do you see that? That's a cool shot. But you know what the ladies say? Oh, I don't want that piano. I don't want you looking behind me. I never thought of that. So, Brother Chase, being in charge of the sound booth, okay, here's Carrie Day. She's over there, and he puts it right on it and zeroes in her hands, and she's shaking. I can do that. I'm in charge of the sound booth. And so now all the ladies say, I'm not playing on that piano. Now we got a problem. They're not submitting themselves one to another. And so maybe Christina says, look, I'll play on that piano, but Chase, would you just not put the camera on the back of my hair, because it's not, my hair's not done right tonight. Would you please? And Chase says, look, I'm in charge of this thing. I can do what I want to. 
Now, Chase would never do that, Christine. It would not happen. But I'm telling you, part of the reason why churches don't like to build is because people get in fights at what color the carpet or what side to put the piano on. Because they don't submit themselves one to another. Our school would not exist this year if it were not for a staff that's very sacrificial. We've got seniors in a conference room. And we've got people in the two nurseries that were designed for nurseries. And you know what? I am so proud of our staff. I haven't heard anybody say, well, I think this is a stupid idea that pastor did teaching in a nursery. I haven't heard anybody say that. I've heard people, pastors, have got some stupid ideas. I've heard that, but I haven't heard it about the nursery, okay? And I'm very thankful that the staff works together and says, look, I'll do whatever you need me to do. I'll tell you, uh, Brother Sam was the administrator of the school for 25 years, and he's been nothing but great. Uh, I mean, I remember why I see him regularly pushing his little cart around. All the teachers got a cart. You know why? They don't have a classroom. We can't move the kids around this year because the, cla- the, the classes are a certain size. They don't all fit. So they can't move the kids around, so the teachers move around. So I feel so bad. I, I, I see these guys in their carts almost racing to class. and pretty, You know, they, uh, let me go next. And they're going to class or rushing. And they got these carts around. They got the coolest thing. They've got, they've got cup holders on their carts. I mean, they got whistles on their carts, I'm noticing, you know, and uh, backup lights. I'm like, no, I'm kidding with you. But, but I just notice they are working together, submitting yourselves one to another. Can I tell you something? That's what makes church fun. Nobody has an agenda except Am I, is this approved for you, Lord? It, 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 do I have the right attitude here? Lord, am I doing the right thing? Folks, notice if you would, Ephesians 5, 21, submitting yourselves. Now, now, this is in the passive voice, which means it's not my job to say to Erica, you ought to submit to Brother Brandon as he leading the choir. It, she submits herself. It's Christina submits herself to Carrie, and Carrie submits herself to Christina. And they say, which piano would you like to play? They work together. And this word submit, hubitasso, is literally the uh, word for um, a military term for uh, the difference between a, a colonel and a captain or a lieutenant and a captain or a private and a sergeant. Each one has a role, and they have positions. And, you know, the sergeant doesn't come to the lieutenant and say, well, that's a stupid idea. There's a respect there. They work together. And so that's this word. He said, submitting yourselves one to another. He's like saying, look, give up whatever rights that you have and be a blessing to someone else. And that's this passage. He says, look, our our churches need to be sweet places, places where we love each other, places where we work together. Uh, Ladies, how do I say thank you for everybody chipping in and making the pies? 
How do I say thank you for, for uh, filling in for the nurseries? Ushers, how do I say thank you guys for always working together to try to make sure the offering goes well? I, I see the deals. They're in charge of the Lord's Supper. They just so, look, Pastor, what, what can I do? How can I? Uh, how, do you want to do it this Sunday night or the next Sunday night? When would you like to do it? We always do it regularly. It's scheduled for the last Sunday night of the month. But he'll call me and say, Pastor, would you like to not do it? And every once in a while I'll say, you know, let's not do it this time. It's during the revival or it's right after the revival or it's right before the revival. Let, let, let's do it the next Sunday. And you know what? He, he never says, Pastor, that's, that's not very good. That's not very smart. He's just gracious to me. And you know what? <clears throat> I don't like to go back there. I don't want to go back to Chase and say, Chase, this microphone stinks. Get another one. Chase, gracious, several years ago, I like the microphone that clips right here. No trouble. I don't look like a TV actor. And so I just like to put it on right here and put it be done with it. But he says, you know, Pastor, it's so much clearer if you have this headset. How many of you noticed that it's, it's pretty clear? Okay, don't nod your head, say no, do this, okay? But, but I noticed it is clearer. And he said to me, he said, you know, Pastor, look, I get whatever you want. But, I, you know, it is clearer. Um, and he, he mentioned one thing. He said, you know, and I, he said, uh, I'm trying to make it where what you preach is the clearest it can be. Now, that just... <laughs> Pittman don't say a word about it if it's clipped to your tire on your head. He's trying to do the right thing. So I have to submit myself to him and say, okay, put this contraption on my head every time, okay? That's good. But nobody here... Scott, do you like this? Wait a minute. Brandon, how about you like this? <laughs> Brandon's taking the high road. Scott, no. You know what? None of us like this thing because it, it's uncomfortable, and, and yet it's the clearest. And so what are we up here for? To be comfortable or for you to hear? Or for the live streaming to hear? So it's important for us to say, Chase, tell us what we need to do, and we'll do it. Submitting yourselves one to another. Notice this. In the fear of God. Because you respect the Lord. This word fear is really the word for battle. We get our word true fear, like, you know, a phobia. But, but it's the term in Scripture, Old and New Testament, of honor and respect. So he said, look, submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God because you respect the Lord. I don't want to do one thing to disappoint you, Lord. Am I approved? Is this attitude that I have about this acceptable to you? Lord, is, is my heart's attitude acceptable to you based on which piano I play? Lord, it does bother me if they put that camera on the back. But I know that Chase, some, some people, he doesn't put the camera on them when they're playing in the back. 
I'm very appreciative of that. Submitting himself to one of the ladies' requests. Now, they don't, any of them look at it and say, you better not. Because that's this one word. Folks, it changes everything. It's the submission of the heart that says, look, I want to be a blessing. So what can I do? What can I wear, Chase? Which piano can I play? Which aisle do you want me to to serve with? Um, How do you want me to do the Lord's Supper? We all submit ourselves one to another. In the fear of God, with respect of you, Lord, am I doing everything okay? And folks, I would ask you to learn to live in the light of Ephesians chapter 5 and verse number 10, proving what is acceptable in the Lord. This word acceptable is a great word. You arrest us. It is, it is pleasing, but then it's got a, 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 a well on the front of it. Well pleasing. Is it not? Is, Lord, I'm not asking, is, this, is it okay with you? I, I want to know, is this the very best that I can do for you? How many of you know what the difference is with permission and forgiveness? You know, I'm going to do what I want to do, and I'll say, look, I'm sorry. Will you forgive me? But I got to do what I want to do. This word is, it's not just that I want the Lord to be okay with it. I want the Lord to be great with it. I want you to be 100% pleased with me. Acceptable. Well-pleasing. So, Every one of us in this room, I want to be well-pleasing to you. I want to be well-pleasing to the sound booth. The pianists want to be well-pleasing to the Lord. And all of us together say, Lord, did I, did I do things right today? When you come to church, Lord, was I well-pleasing in the way I listened? Now, hey, every once in a while, <clears throat> I'll go back and I'll say to someone, um, well, I've asked the boys down here. Carlos says, boys, I said, boys, don't let your dad talk. And they look at me kind of funny. And they kind of, you know, that's kind of funny. Don't let my dad talk. Um, so someone comes to the kids, I'll say, hey, don't let your dad talk. Hey, thank you for bringing your parents tonight. They didn't bring their parents. They rode in the car. But you know what? I want them to understand. All of us listen. I know Carlos listens. I know that <clears throat> I know that Vince listens. But I just ask all of you to say, Lord, is my attention to you well pleasing? I submit myself. It's the only way you can grow. It was written to a church that he wanted to stand before God as individuals and say, boy, I'm proud of you. There's a difference between welcome home and well done. I want well done. Because you know what comes after well done in the Scriptures? Thou good. And I want to be good and faithful. I just don't want to be welcomed home. I do want to be welcomed home to heaven because I, I, I know that, 
uh, I, I, you know, I'm going to heaven, and, and, you know, the Lord is proud that you're there, but he could, he could say, well, you don't deserve to be here to every one of us. But I want him to be able to say to me and to everybody here, well done, thou good and faithful servant. So I want the ladies, Miss Carrie, what, what bells can I play? Um, what time do I need to be here? Which piano do you want me to play? Do you understand submitting yourselves one to another goes everywhere? It goes into the home. Next, after that, we'll come into the home. But I want you to see submission is everywhere in a Christian's life. You're first, I'm second. That is what is well-pleasing to the Lord. And the standard is not what I think is right. It's what he thinks is right. Close with this verse. Take your Bible, if you would, and, and, and turn me, if you would, to 2 Corinthians chapter number 10, if you would. 2 Corinthians. Notice, if you would, verse number 18. This is something you might want to learn and memorize. For not he that commendeth himself is approved. Not he that makes the coin and said, boy, did not do a good job of that. Not somebody that played the piano and said, boy, did not do a good job of that. Not somebody that rang the bell and said, boy, did not do a good job of that. Not he that commendeth himself is approved, but whom the Lord commendeth. And that is the standard for all of us. So that's the way we talk to each other. That's the way we defer to each other. That's the way we humble ourselves to each other. Uh, that's the way we submit ourselves to each other. And the place turns sweet. Tonight, submit yourselves to him first and to everybody else second. Let's bow our word of prayer tonight. Maybe tonight, as you pick up this revival list of preparation for personal revival and read, is there anyone you have not forgiven? Is there anyone that you're jealous of? Is there anything you have failed to put to God first, to give to God first? As you begin to read over the questions, could I challenge you to submit yourself to the Lord Jesus and say, Lord, I want to be acceptable to you. Well, pleasing. Lord, I just don't want to do what you will accept only. I want to do what makes you supremely happy. Tonight, how's your attitude? We're going to have a word of prayer. If you need to come tonight, talk with the Lord. I urge you to do it. Lord Jesus, help us to submit ourselves to you and to each other with joy. In your name I pray.